And now, the After the Bell Podcast with Bill Neville and Lee Morgan. Just going to let this song play. I absolutely love it. I can see Lee's jamming across the table over here. That is our new intro for the After the Bell podcast. Folks, today is Wednesday, March 12, 2014, and welcome to After the Bell podcast, episode 6. As always, I'm Bill Neville, alongside my weekly counterpart, Lee Morgan. Thank you for joining us once again. Hi. <laughs> that, was, that was a very uh, intimate hi. It's almost like uh, the, the divas from the early 2000s when they're all just sexual objects. Oh, no. When, I'm sorry. I'm never going <laughs> to do that again. Hi. <laughs> it's like you almost called like a 1877 number or whatever those are. Uh, 1-800-FELLA. Yes. Yes. Uh, so thank you all for joining us once again, if you guys are listening, uh, as this podcast continues to grow with the help of the amazing Twitter machine and the interwebs. Uh, we discussed how... you. We have a new intro. I posted it a couple days ago, but uh, right about a minute ago was the first time anybody but me has heard it, including Lee. So I'm happy that she liked it, and I hope all of you guys like it. Uh, first, to kick off the show, I just wanted to say a special hello to somebody. Uh, while I was away in Florida this past week, I received a message from my Uncle Gary, who also lives in Florida. I didn't get to see him because we were about five hours away uh, from each other. But uh, who I haven't seen in many, many years. Uh, this is really, really cool. It kind of made me feel like a celebrity. Uh, I passed it along to Lee. I sent her a screenshot of the message. And she deserves a large part of credit for the, for this podcast as well because she's helped me out since the very beginning. I thought it was adorable, by the way. It was, right? It's amazing. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, Uncle Gary pretty much told me that his stepson, Jax, is a huge WWE fan and said that... Uh, I, after him viewing ATB Wrestling and listening to the to the podcast, was like a celebrity to him. The message meant a lot to me, and uh, it shows that hard work can pay off and influence others, whether no matter how old they are. So with that said, I'd like to give a, a shout-out on the show to Jax. I uh, hope everything is well, buddy, and uh, I'll be sure to chat with you sometime about wrestling. And I'd love to hear what you think is going to happen at WrestleMania 30. And uh, tell Uncle Gary I said hi. That's just, it's so so awesome. I'm so happy. Anyway, to kick off today's show, let's get to our recap and analysis of Monday Night Raw. All right, let's get this underway. Uh... Hulk Hogan, just like he did uh, a week ago, kicked off Monday Night Raw in Memphis, Tennessee this week uh, to tell the WWE Universe about a new match that was going to be on the card at WrestleMania 30. Well, let me tell you something, Mempho Hulkamaniacs! I came up with a historic idea. I came up with an idea that was so intense that I couldn't wait to come to Monday Night Raw and tell all my Hulkamaniacs right here in Memphis, Tennessee, brother. So in celebrating 30 years of WrestleMania 
and in honor of one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time, we're going to have an over-the-top 30-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, brother. At WrestleMania 30, there'll be 30 superstars in the ring. Every one of them is going to want to make history and win the coveted Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. This is a new element, but not so new if if you guys have been to a WrestleMania in uh, in the past or have bought a WrestleMania DVD in the past. What they used to do is they used to have a 30-man battle royal before the show started uh, every year as kind of like a non-televised pre-show, like get the fans warmed up type of thing uh, to kind of give just about everyone on the roster their own wrestlemania moment those are my favorite matches by the way those are fun to watch mm-hmm. yeah and it was always somebody silly like zach Ryder or somebody like that that would that would win and yeah i think he won a few years back at a rider night of champions night, yes in boston yep and i was and the crowd was very happy about that that's when he was on his um his whole rider movement his rider revolution yeah that thing <laughs> um he's kind of fallen from grace huh just a little bit uh, we were discussing something before. Uh, what was what was Zack Ryder's video that he posted? I didn't see it, but what was it? Last Resort. Oh, with a Z. With a Z. Like Long Island, Long Island Iced Z. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, and it's a little pipe bomb that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> with some epic music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like one of the old, uh, the WWE vignette production themes uh, that Zack was playing in the background of this video. But basically, he just, he was saying that, uh, it wasn't his dream to just make it on the roster. He wanted to be WWE champion, mm-hmm. blah, 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 which we all know in all likelihood, you're going to be WWE champion before Zack Ryder. Probably. <laughs> but you already uh, have the title here. So exactly. I'm holding it up as we speak. I wish all you guys could see it over my head because I am the WWE world heavyweight champion. Uh, but now with Andre the giant, added or <laughs> not with under the giant's name added to the battle royal it becomes far more important and uh that brings us to the atv poll question of the week and lee tweeted out a couple days ago saying who do you think will be the winner of the 30-man battle royal at wrestlemania 30 we ask you to tweet us over at atb wrestling and use the hashtag atb poll with your answer we had a couple of uh responses um including big e and Cesaro. Now, we've had this discussion before we went live here that we both agree that Cesaro will be the winner. Cesaro. Not Antonio. Not Antonio no. Langston. No. <laughs> no. It's Big E or Cesaro. But we picked Cesaro mainly because WWE is kind of pushing him right now. Not so much pushing for the title, but pushing him as like this, this uh, kind of underdog strongman. And uh, Cesaro, in the last couple of months, has done things that none of us knew he was capable of unless you watched him in the indies or or on NXT. But between the Cesaro swing and swinging, not El Torito, but swinging guys like Big E and and giving his finisher to Mark Henry, uh, he's being pushed as this, this crazy strong guy. And what better guy to win the Under the Giant 30-man battle royal than somebody who they're pushing to be the strongest guy in the company right now? 
what if the Shield is not in a match on the WrestleMania card? They will probably be included in the 30-man Battle Royal, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. And you could also make a case that Roman Reigns could be the one to win the Andre the Giant trophy. I just hope it's not Cesaro versus Reigns at the end because I wouldn't know how to, who to root for. Yeah, that that would be a tough decision. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, 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 I still think the Shield is going to... They're going to be in a uh, a triple threat in between the three of them. What do you think? I don't see that happening anymore. No? No. I mean, they they still have their issues, obviously. But... um. At this point, I I mean, with Rollins leaving last Monday for uh, Dean to get C- Sister Abigail, I I don't see it happening at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. Extreme rules. Yes, exactly. That'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. I'd like to see that. Uh, the big important moment that happened on Monday Night Raw... Uh, which pretty much changed the landscape for WrestleMania 30 and probably got them a lot more buys of the pay-per-view and or the network. Uh, Because a lot of people were pretty down on WrestleMania 30 as far as the main event goes. I mean, people were looking forward. I know we were. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people were looking forward to Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. uh, And that's pretty much it. Exactly. And now with what transpired on monday night raw this past monday between triple h stephanie and daniel bryan we now have another match added to the wrestlemania 30 card and possibly another one take a listen all right daniel congratulations you got your own little occupy raw movement and while i'm happy all of you could have a moment now this is the part where reality comes crashing down on all of you You all, that includes all of you, have about 30 seconds to get out of our ring before we call security and have you all arrested. I'll give you the 30. Talk amongst yourselves. We have one of those talks on the screen now. I don't think they're going anywhere. Come on. I know the fat guy right up front doesn't have much more in him. I can see him sweating. Come on. Give it to me, Chubby. Come on. Oh, you peed it out, didn't you? That's too bad. Because your 30 seconds of glory are up, you losers. Security. Good. Wait, wait, wait. Wait Wait a second, Hunter. You want us to leave? What do you think if everybody here in this Coliseum just walks out to the parking lot right now? We can set up our own ring and you can have Raw in front of an arena of empty chairs. What do you think about that, honey? I think they'd do it too. Security! Throw all these people out. That's it. Uh oh, guys, here they come. Here they come. All two of them. All two of them. How are they going to get rid of all these people? 
And they're not. Oh, this is disrespectful. This, this is an embarrassment. Well, why do you go do something, John? You go remove all these well, people. Well, the you clear that ring! television show this has got don't be you disrespect my family's name my great-grandfather my grandfather when I was born this place became mine it is all mine and I do own you I do own you get out I said get out get out get don't you hear Stephanie they're saying A match between you and me at WrestleMania 30. This has got to be so embarrassing for Stephanie and Hunter. It's embarrassing for Daniel Bryan. Go ahead, Hunter. Give us what we want, and we'll give you your show back. It's as simple as that. You guys like to lay out ultimatums. I'm laying out an ultimatum too. You don't get your show back until we get what we want. You want to know what the truth is, Daniel? Truth is, I actually like you. I actually saw something in you. So you know what? I took it upon myself to try to protect you. To protect you from everything that would happen when you were successful. You would be run out of here. So I tried to protect you. I protected you at SummerSlam. I protected you ever since then. And what happens? This happens? You wanna know why I didn't fight you at WrestleMania? For your own good, Daniel. Because I will end all of this. Because at WrestleMania, I will not stop until I end you. That's the way I operate. And that's the way it's going to be. You want to fight me at WrestleMania? Oh, boy. Then be careful what you wish for. You're on. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Daniel Bryan got what now, he wanted. Now. Shut up and get the hell out of my ring! <laughs> <laughs> 
Daniel Bryan pushed Triple wait, H. Wait, 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 Hunter, 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 Hunter. I'm sorry, I, I didn't, um, I misspoke earlier. Uh, that's, that's not exactly all that I want. You see, because as much as these people want to see me fight you at WrestleMania, what they really want is to see me fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh my gosh. They like the sound of that. So here is what we really want. If I beat you at WrestleMania 30, I get added to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match so that then the main event would be Randy Orton versus Batista versus Daniel Bryan! <laughs> and triple threat match? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Hunter's going to blow a gasket here. Very challenge. Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, thank Hunter, you. Why are you throwing a fit, Hunter? Why are you throwing a fit? Why are you throwing a fit? You want that? You want that? You get all of it. You get me. You get your deal. Get out of my ring, and I am going to end this at WrestleMania. You can bet your ass. Daniel Bryan has pushed the COO over the edge. And it worked. Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement gets what it wants. Look at that. Not only a match with Triple H at WrestleMania, but if Daniel Bryan can beat the game, he's got an opportunity on the same night for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I managed the game. All right. Well, the longest clip we've ever played on the show, and, and it was for good reason because I wanted everybody to hear every single bit of that um, in case you didn't see it on Monday or on YouTube or however you may be watching Raw out there. Uh, I apologize for this ahead of time because I didn't set the, the, the scene up for you guys. Basically, Triple H and Stephanie were on the, on the ramp. And Daniel Bryan was in the ring with probably 40, 50 fans or so. Yeah. Quote, unquote, fans. Uh, we mm -hmm. found out later on the dirt sheets that it was production crew and catering people and a few fans like the legendary Rick, the sign guy. Uh, if you all don't know him, he wears the the blue button-up shirt with the red backwards hat. Um, you've probably seen him at WrestleManias and Survivor Series and a whole bunch of other pay-per-views and, and including raws and he he says he goes to about 50 events a year so all the power to him anyway they invited him in the ring for this <clears throat> uh, as a fan during the occupy raw movement which seemed to be uh, a direct mock of the hijack raw hashtag that was used uh, by fans in chicago last week because the word occupy is far more pg than the word hijack it was ridiculous hijack raw <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but you never know what's going to happen in Chicago. Yeah. You just, you just have no idea. And like you said, while we were listening to that clip, mm -hmm. um, that's what they wanted in Chicago last week. But WWE 
knew that it would be far more uh, crazy. Yeah, it would have been a mess. In Chicago. You would have had actual fans trying to hump the barricade. Right. And it would have gotten real ugly because that, that crowd in Chicago is always insane. Anyway, <clears throat> so you heard there that Triple H and Daniel Bryan will face off at WrestleMania. And if Triple H loses to Daniel Bryan, Daniel will be placed in the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Batista and Randy Orton, therefore making it a triple threat. Finally. Finally. And we predicted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which episode it was, but it, it might have been last episode or maybe the one before that but we definitely predicted it it's out there trust me go back and listen <laughs> atbwrestling.com anyway uh predictions for daniel bryan and triple h where does it end up on the card i know we said pre-show it I'm, m- I'm sticking with that it, i'm gonna not say it's gonna be the pre-show i think it might just be the first match to kick off the actual the pay-per-view yeah okay i could see that and then obviously daniel bryan's gonna <clears throat> win so i went over this with lee um before we went live on the podcast here. But uh, with the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal being on the card now and not in the pre-show like years past, uh, I'm sticking with my prediction I made uh, a while ago. And here we go. Uh, Brian and Triple H will be on the pre-show on the WWE Network to drive viewership to those who may be purchasing the pay-per-view itself or, or maybe kind of on the ropes of ordering the the network uh here's how i think it's going to go down though uh daniel will be all jacked up by the crowd seventy-five thousand people chanting yes yes mm-hmm. yes triple h will be his calm cool confident self uh with stephanie in his corner uh the bell will ring note that the bell will ring triple h will turn around say something to kit and kiss stephanie and turn around to a running knee from daniel bryan get pinned one two three Almost exactly how the Yes movement started a couple years ago at WrestleMania 28. Uh, Not only does it bring the Daniel Bryan saga full circle, but this puts Daniel Bryan over Triple H without making Triple H look weak because he was distracted by Stephanie, and Daniel doesn't get gassed before the main event at the end of the show. I think that just makes the most sense, personally. I like it. Whether it's on the pre-show or not, I don't know. But I think mm-hmm. that's how the how the match is going to go down. It's definitely not going to be back to back matches. No, definitely not. I can't imagine. I, I mean, can't see them doing that. It's the WWE. They might do it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen crazier things. That's true. Uh, now, Chris McGew, friend of the show who runs the New Age Insiders, uh, asked, "Did W? Excuse me. Did WWE save WrestleMania with that booking decision on Raw?" I have one word. Yeah, can I, I, I'm going to guess it's not going to be no, right? It's definitely not going to be no. And so what is the word? Yes. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Keep going. Yes. 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 Fingers up in the air. Were you, were you fandangling there? That was the guessing? fandango. I was doing this. <laughs> you just started doing the fandango. Uh, I wish you guys could see that. Uh, but I'm going to have to start unfortunately, taking Instagram photos. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it's only an audio show. Uh, but I do... 100% agree with Lee that WWE did save WrestleMania with that booking decision on Raw because a lot of people are clamoring for for Daniel Bryan to be in the main event at WrestleMania and this is kind of the way or the one way he could be in the main event at WrestleMania because it was already set that Randy Orton's the world champion, Batista won the Rumble, blah, blah, blah. There was no w- realistic way other than this to add Daniel to that main event. Uh, I think it was a great move. 
we predicted exactly a couple weeks ago that this was going to happen. And I'm happy to be right. We predict a lot of things, but I think this is the biggest prediction that we're happy with. Agreed. And I I kind of mocked one of our fans on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> uh, I felt kind of bad about it afterwards because I seemed like kind of a jerk. But, you know, he was telling me that I was crazy to be one of the the people who think that Brian was going to wrestle twice at WrestleMania. I was crazy to think that they were going to change the main event. And when this was announced, I mean, I can't not, I can't see Triple H beating Daniel Bryan. I just can't see it. I guess we're it, super crazy. Then. It would be a loss, a lost cause mm-hmm. at this point. He's got to go over Triple H, but in a fashion that doesn't make Triple H look weak. He's not going to win clean per se. I mean, the prediction I made technically is a clean win with no interference, but it'll be on Hunter's, uh, his own doing by kissing Stephanie and, and whatnot. It's not like an outside interference ran in and distracting Triple H. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, that we got that prediction right. And like you said, uh, I'm proud of it. And I hope the end of it comes to fruition with 75,000 people, in unison, just like the end of Raw in Providence a couple months ago, uh, with Daniel just standing up and everyone just, yes, quiet, yes, quiet, yes, just perfect unison. It, there's no better way to fade WrestleMania 30 to black than with Daniel Bryan and the crowd chanting yes in unison. Oh, is it April yet? <laughs> no, unfortunately it's not. And it's still pretty damn cold around here. I heard... From Bleacher Report a mm-hmm. few days ago that Vince McMahon is going to be back in April. After WrestleMania? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So, and Where do you think they're going to go with that? I have no idea. Will he be like the boss Mr. McMahon character again? Considering Stephanie and Hunter are, oh, I call them Hunter, Triple H are sort of like the heels right now. Yep. I think Vince might come back. The voice of reason, kind of? The voice of reason. I like it. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I do love the idea of Vince McMahon coming back because that, for any for anybody that watched wrestling prior to 2005, Vince was a huge part of the show, and, and that's when the ratings were through the, through the roof. I mean, Vince arguably has one of the more polarizing characters of all time mm-hmm. with his his rivalry with Austin and joining with The Rock and joining with The Undertaker and going against The, the Undertaker. DX and, thing. Exactly. Like, Vince has been a part of all mm-hmm. these huge major storylines, and it would be cool to see him back in the picture. Although, he, he obviously won't be physical like he was before because he's getting up there in age. He's probably, what, 65 now? Yeah, he's still in really great shape. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not... I'm not debating but that. Yeah, he's not going to be wrestling anytime soon. He's not going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's not going <laughs> to he's not going to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He might not be gassed like Batista was, though. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I think Vince would would uh, outlast Batista in a match at this point. But um, another question that Chris asked was: Is it time to unify the mid card titles? No, no. These guys, mid carters, they need something to reach for. Right, but if you if you unify them, the the intercontinental, I would imagine, would be the one that's left. Well, I don't think Dean Ambrose is ever going to get rid of his U.S. title. Well, I mean, they may not 
have it in WWE anymore, but he might just hold on to the belt forever. Yeah, that's true. And not have to defend it anymore. Yeah. Because he's only defended it once. That's, yep, pretty uh, much. When when our girl Renee Young forced him to, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, and Roman guilted him into it. But uh, I kind of like the idea. Uh, I hate when we agree on everything because mm-hmm. it makes for a worse show. Yeah. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the Skip Bayless route on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make an argument. But I do, I do kind of like it because with the WWE Network, uh, you can go back and watch all these old pay-per-views and WrestleManias. And a huge match on the card was the Intercontinental Championship match. And a lot of guys like Shawn Michaels and, and, and Legends, uh, their first major title was the Intercontinental title. Now you see somebody win it, you're like, Meh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Santino's debut, he won the Intercontinental title. And that was kind of like the downfall of... <laughs> it was still pretty funny, though. It was it was a great debut. It was brilliant the way they did it, and I enjoyed it very, very much, having him come out of the crowd in Italy and go over Umaga, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Um, but, I mean, look who's held it since then. Cody Rhodes held it and didn't defend it. Isn't he the one that changed it to white? Yes, I did I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The uh, The old Intercontinental, Intercontinental belt was kind of ugly. I it loved was. The, I loved the white one. It's very uh, old school. like, And I thought him changing it to the white belt would kind of bring back some of the prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, know, you never know. I do like the idea, though. Uh, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental never get defended. So why have two different titles? We can just have one and have everybody who's going for those two not go for one. I don't know. I like the idea. Good question, Chris. Thank you. Uh, one one more question that Chris asked was, uh, should Dolph Ziggler move on from WWE? Where would he go? That's exactly my answer. I think you and I thought that that pipe bomb that he dropped five or six weeks ago was going to be the, the Kickstarter for his career, but seemingly has done the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he's one of the best talents on the roster. And he's super exciting to watch in the ring. He's charismatic on the mic. I don't see what, they, what they're doing. I just don't get it. He's clearly one of the best talents they have, and they're just not utilizing it. Maybe they're pissed off at him about backstage running his mouth and blah, blah, blah. But who doesn't do that? You hear that stuff on the dirt sheets all the time. He does it a lot more. But he needs to. Yeah, he has to. He has to make it himself known. And I don't know. He was in a match against Batista on SmackDown a few few weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm th- I'm thinking back at it. Why would he be facing Batista when you already know Batista is going to win? Right. It's essentially it's, just a throwaway it's match. It's to make him look good. And look what happened on, on, on the road to Elimination Chamber when Batista was facing Alberto Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Ziggler faced Del Rio on a Raw or a SmackDown. I can't remember which one it was. But Del Rio beat him in a minute and a half. If you're he, Dolph Ziggler should not be a jobber. End of story. Around this time last year, Dolph Ziggler was the hottest thing going in mm-hmm. WWE. Like we've said before, you and I were both at the Raw after WrestleMania, and we've never heard a pop like no. like he had Ooh. when his music hit to come cash in the Money in the Bank. And when we saw him in Boston, he had the World Heavyweight Championship. And it was it was really cool to see a guy who started as uh, a cheerleader, started as a caddy for Chavo Guerrero, 
to see him work his ass off and work his way up to becoming world heavyweight champion. And it was really cool to see a young guy in that spot. Granted, in the match that he had with Chris Jericho at SmackDown, he got a concussion. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of his world title run. Do you think they would ever do that to anyone else? No. It would. They would give him a couple weeks off. Or, At least a couple weeks off. Right. But, I don't know. I'm I'm frustrated talking about Ziggler because he's one of my favorite guys on the roster. and I don't know. I don't think they have any faith in him. It, it really bothers me that he's not getting pushed because his in-ring work speaks for itself. It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, another question we got was from Jamal Green, and he asked, can you talk about why fans are not clicking with corporate heel Randy Orton, and why are fans so sick of his persona? Well, he is a heel, and he's supposed to make us mad yep. and annoyed at him. It also has to do with the fact that Randy Orton has been in the limelight since he, since Evolution in 2003-2004. Same, very similar to John Cena. Mm-hmm. And you see the reactions that John Cena is getting. He's a full-blown face and he's still getting booed. The fans are tired of it. The fans are looking for, like we were discussing, Dolph Ziggler. Guys, guys who aren't always in the limelight to be in the limelight. That's what they want. Yep. Look at what's happening with Daniel Bryan in the Yes Movement. We're getting what we wanted. And people are so happy. And people are have, it put him so over. It's crazy. I just... I don't like Randy Orton when he's a face. No. I think he's very boring. I agree. But I don't I don't like I don't like this whole corporate kiss ass thing. No. It's he needs to be himself. The Viper. The Viper. Quote the unquote the Viper. Apex predator or whatever the He weird needs to nickname. kiss Stephanie McMahon and then RKO her or something. <laughs> With Triple H uh handcuffed to the ropes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. See, like that was the epic heel stuff that Randy Orton used to pull off. But mm-hmm. now it's just Triple H and Stephanie are speaking for him. And it's he's perfectly capable of speaking for himself. Uh, so, Jamal, I hope that was the answer you were looking for. Uh, but that's that. Moving on. Uh, Paul Heyman and The Undertaker had a nice little uh, back and forth on Raw. Uh, and I will let you guys hear... Paul Heyman addressed The Undertaker while he stood in the ring. I came out here tonight to advocate the position that Undertaker, you preserve the greatest streak in sports, the greatest streak in entertainment, the greatest streak in sports entertainment. Because so many of us So many people just casually throw that number 21 and 0 around to the point where it it almost trivializes the magnitude of your historic accomplishment. With your indulgence and with all due respect, sir, permit me to put this into historical perspective for everybody. Mr. WrestleMania himself, Shawn Michaels, never won two WrestleMania matches in a row. Triple H got to two, but could never put three consecutive victories in a row. Hulk Hogan got to three, but could never put 
four WrestleMania victories in a row. Stone Cold Steve Austin had a streak of four but could never get to five. The same can be said for John Cena. Four WrestleMania victories in a row, but never five. Think about that, sir. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, the biggest names in the history of WWE. But you, sir, Undertaker, you've had 21 consecutive victories in 21 WrestleMania matches. That is when a man becomes a myth. It's when a myth becomes a legend. It's when a legend becomes a deity of biblical proportions. Which is why, sir, I am here tonight to ask you not to step into the ring with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. Oh, come on. Everybody needs something to worship, and the WWE Universe worships you, and they worship the streak. And truth be told, after witnessing you this close at WrestleMania last year, I worship you, and I worship the streak. And Brock Lesnar is the reality that's going to come crashing down around the fantasy of 22 and 0. I will admit, Brock Lesnar is stepping into the unknown at WrestleMania because there is nothing like fighting you at WrestleMania. But it's not an unknown that Brock Lesnar needs to fear Undertaker. It's an unknown that you, sir, need to fear. Because if you step into the ring at WrestleMania 30 with my client, your streak will be conquered by Brock Lesnar. All right, two things here. I hated that. So did I. I. He listed off all these guys who have never won more than four WrestleMania matches in a row. He listed off, or, or he said that he's in awe and he is obsessed and he is amazed by The Undertaker's streak. Why bring that up? when Undertaker is facing a guy who lost at WrestleMania last year? I don't know. I'm I, I kind of speechless at that. I understand that um, Paul Heyman wants to build up the Undertaker so the that if Brock Lesnar somehow did beat Undertaker, it would be the greatest victory of all time. But <laughs> when your client, Philip Brooks, lost to him at WrestleMania last year, and now your current client, Brock Lesnar, is facing him this year and lost last year, just like your other client. I just I just don't get where he was going with that. Maybe he's obsessed with breaking the streak or something. I don't I don't know. I mean, Paul Heyman's as good as it gets as far as promos go, but I, I just didn't understand the basis around that. And 
how that's helping out Brock Lesnar. You don't need to build up The Undertaker either. No. He's the biggest thing in the WWE. I mean, you could you could honestly say that the streak is as big of a deal as WrestleMania itself at this point. Yeah. I mean, every year WWE sells all these these plaques and oh yeah, 21 and oh, here's a piece of the ring canvas from the match and blah blah blah. They're not going to let Brock Lesnar defeat that. It's it's not going to happen. Undertaker, it wouldn't make any sense. N- no. And here's what Undertaker had to say in response to Brock Lesnar. Since you seem to be Brock Lesnar's messenger boy, I want you to take this back to him. The fear of death is far greater than the death itself. But the fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all. And Mr. Heyman, there's one more thing. You tell your client, Brock Lesnar, if he shows up in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30, he will rest in peace. Wouldn't you be? Yes. Wow. All right. So the generic Undertaker responses, blah, 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 blah. He will rest in peace. I thought he would have like put like a stipulation in the match. I would have hoped so, but it didn't obviously didn't happen. It's too bad. Um, like we were saying before, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why Paul Heyman would be building Undertaker up like that in order to, to face Brock Lesnar who lost to Triple H at WrestleMania last year. He's not going to beat all of the segments that he did with Phil Brooks last year. No, definitely not. I mean, Brock Lesnar can't talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason why Paul Heyman is, is with Brock Lesnar and it's not just because he's, funny and likes to interfere in matches what did i say brock lesnar and stephanie mcmahon <coughs> are brother and sister with their screaming <laughs> yes yes uh, man stephanie's witch screams in the in the promo you guys heard earlier was uh very reminiscent of uh the wicked witch of the west from wizard of oz i mean mm-hmm. that was that was scary to a point Get out of my rag. her facial my rag. expressions too were yeah pretty scary uh crazy stuff but uh how long do you think Undertaker's career will go for? I mean, he's going for 22 and 0 right now. He debuted at Survivor Series 1990 or 91. It's one of those. 91. Okay. Um, should he lose? Not necessarily at WrestleMania, but do you think his career will end with a loss? I mean, look at guys like Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair. They all retired from their WWE careers with losses. How how do you see Undertaker's career coming to an end? Because he's 48 years old. It will be soon. I'm guessing two more years. Give him to age 50. So go 24 now? Yeah. And then have him lose okay. at WrestleMania. But have him come back the next year 
and then end end off his career on a win. Now, who does he lose to? Cena. Oh God, people will hate him forever. I know. Oh God, everyone hates Cena anyway. So everyone why not? Hates Cena anyway. I'm wearing a John Cena sweatshirt. Okay. <laughs> yes, she is. And everyone hates Cena as it is, mm-hmm. just because of his super Cena uh, persona. But if he beats the Undertaker, he's a heel for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's been doing that whole um, "you got to go through me to get respect in this company" kind of thing recently. Yeah, it's but not going I mean, over well with for me. Somebody who's been in the company since '02, you can't really say that to Undertaker. You gotta go through <laughs> me true. when I've been here eleven years less than you. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see Taker losing, but I do see him losing. Not at WrestleMania. I think the streak is way too big for him to lose at WrestleMania. And and money wise, it's great for WWE. It's you could sell twenty one and no, twenty two and no, twenty three and no t shirts. He wants to lose. Taker does. Yeah. Really? He said in interviews that he wants to lose. No. Really? Yeah. To who? Well, this year was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. Last year, Phil Brooks. I, I heard that he wanted to face Daniel Bryan. I didn't hear he wanted to lose to Daniel Bryan. Wow, God, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Imagine that closing the show. Daniel, oh, my God. <laughs> Daniel everyone, Bryan beating Undertaker? Everyone would be chanting no. Oh, my God. I, I can't imagine what that crowd reaction would be like. Oh, God, they didn't have that. Oh, thank God. That would have sucked. Yeah. But I do see Undertaker losing in his last match, and, and for all intents and purposes, it should be Kane. Uh, not this garbage corporate uh, wife-beater-wearing Kane. <laughs> I'm talking full-on red and black leather bodysuit cane with casket, a mask casket match casket match i mean he came back from like seven buried alive matches so you can't really do that per se but may definitely maybe casket match i can see that although is that pg would it's they wrestlemania do that? Would they do that it's, PG, it's pg 14 it's True. wrestlemania yeah um I don't know how they would do it. I can't imagine it would be Inferno. That would be... I mean, they're not going to have a Buried Alive match. They're not going to have, like, one of those dumb matches. Yeah. So. Plus, they already ruined that whole gimmick because Taker came back four or five times yeah. from from losing in Buried Alive matches. Yeah. And what, are you going to bury him in, like they did with Paul Bear at the Great American Bash and bury him in cement? <laughs> <laughs> Where he actually can't come out? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think he will lose his last match... Hopefully to Kane because I mean they've their history goes back to 1997 and when Kane debuted and cost Undertaker the match against Shawn Michaels, uh, but uh, I don't know. It's a loaded question. It is a loaded question, and creative has a lot to deal with over the next couple of years mm-hmm. debating whether or not to have him lose or. Uh, what's best for business. And like I was saying before, there's so much merchandise that can be sold with the streak and it's exactly. so much money in it that I don't think they would cost, they would cost themselves that because mm-hmm. 23 and one shirts won't sell. No, uh, unless, unless you give that 23 and one to the person who beats him, if it's not Kane or maybe like an up and coming guy and he runs with that for a couple of years, be like, I'm the guy that beat undertaker. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that is the face of the company because I beat the undertaker. I beat the streak, but I don't know. That's another discussion for three years down the road when Undertaker is actually done or very close to being done. Yes. Um, what else did uh, you want to discuss something about John Cena and and Bray Wyatt, correct? Did I? I think you, you had something playing earlier, didn't you? Um, Maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy. Oh, they both sang on Raw. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think that was it. Um, 
It's it's just going to be promo fest between Bray Wyatt and John Cena over the next couple weeks. Um, like you said before, Hulk Hogan looks like he's going to be in John Cena's corner. Um, most likely the Wyatt family would be in Bray's, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, but I can't think of... Do you see Hogan, like, getting yeah. into the ring at all? Or, like, clotheslining or, like... I don't. I don't know what the rules are as far as WWE's physical stuff goes, mm-hmm. because he failed his physical, and that's why they they already said that he wasn't going to be in in ring action. Yeah, but you never know. It could just be for uh, be outside of the ring. Could, uh, <laughs> you can always go around it. it. It could be a clothesline to to a couple of the Wyatt family members. It could be a clothesline to Bray, mm-hmm. or, or who knows? Maybe before he disappears into the abyss, he could clothesline John Cena. I'd probably cheer for that. <laughs> the whole WrestleMania crowd will cheer for that. Mm-hmm. And 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 cuz I can't picture in their first match together Bray going over Cena clean. Yeah, it's not going to be clean at all. Maybe I don't know. I feel like Hulk Hogan is going to get involved and not in Cena's behalf. Whether it be a ref bump, knockout, most likely Mike Kyoto who probably be the referee in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, knock him out for about 10 minutes like they always do mm-hmm. and Hogan come in and, and take care of John Cena pull Bray Wyatt onto him could end like that uh, it could also be in John Cena's favor where he defeats the Wyatt family with the help of Hulk Hogan there's a lot to ponder and you just never know and you just gotta wait and watch Wrestlemania on April 6th to, to find out what happens mm-hmm and then we can go from there and uh, discuss the fallout after that and see what happens on Raw the next night, which is always a fun Raw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at look at Miami a couple of years ago with all the with all the chants and then last year with all the chants. Mm. That's that's seeming to happen a lot more. But when you have people from all these different countries coming into WrestleMania and most likely going to Raw the next night. It's a very passionate fan base. That goes, it's not New Orleans. It's not New York, New Jersey. It's not Miami fans. It's the world. It's like it has, Canada, exactly. London, uh, Saudi Paris, Arabia. China, exactly. everybody. So all the most passionate fans from all these other com- uh, countries have all converged on one spot, which will be in, uh, what is it called, the, uh, <laughs> the arena down there? It's like yogurt fun time or something. Oh, like that. um, 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 it's like slushy something. <laughs> uh, I can't um, remember it. Or a smooth smoothie arena smoothie thing. Yes, yeah, smoothie, smoothie king. king. There we go. The smoothie king arena in New Orleans. Yes, it is. The Mercedes Benz Superdome and the Smoothie King Arena. Because I think Lita made like a joke on Twitter. Oh, did a she? A few weeks ago. I didn't see that. Saying that she needs like a large smoothie or something. <laughs> oh, Lita. Yep. You're so funny. <laughs> anyway, you got anything else to add? Um, so pretty much. Uh, I think that's oh, other than the whole real Americans thing that's going on. Mm. Um, like we said earlier, our prediction is Cesaro winning the Hulk Hogan. The, I mean, the under the giant battle the, royal. Yes. Um, I think Cesaro is going to throw a swagger over the top rope. So those two will be the last two. Maybe. Or or just over at some point during at, the match. At some point, okay, it'd be a quick throw over interesting 
and then Jack Swagger disappears into the abyss and is released in the post-mania cuts. That'd be great, <laughs> and then he can go smoke his own yeah, stuff. Yeah, have, have fun with that. Yep. Uh, it, that gimmick has got to be over. I'd love to see Swagger just... Swagger's great in the ring. He just... They, they have nothing for him. They had something for him, and he screwed it up. He's not great with promos, either. He's not no. great with talking. No, he's not. And that's why Zeb Coulter's there. Mm-hmm. Same reason with, with Paul Heyman and, and Brock Lesnar. But, I don't know. I like that prediction, though. I, I'd like to see them kind of culminate their partnership and mm-hmm. sort of feud at WrestleMania where Cesaro throws Jack Swagger over the top rope, kind of ending the Real Americans, per se. Mm-hmm. I like that. I definitely like that. Um but I, I got I covered everything I got over here. Um, anything else uh, that we're missing from Raw or um, Seth Rollins is a beast. That's <laughs> pretty much it. He sure is. Seth Rollins is uh, ever since Elimination Chamber has been slowly making a name for himself in the ring. He was kind of the third out of three guys in the Shield for a while, and at the beginning Dean was getting the 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 push and now it's it's roman that's clearly getting the push but mm-hmm. seth is kind of making a name for himself and it's it's cool to see three guys who have who are supremely talented in the ring getting time i just wish the same thing would happen with my boy ziggy <laughs> this maybe he should join the shield before they break up oh man ziggler in the shield ziggler wearing kevlar he already wears pink kevlar. a silver vest so <laughs> just change it to black pink or silver kevlar that'd be funny <laughs> that'd be awesome but uh, i think that's gonna just about do it for after the bell episode six remember folks you can hear our show on both our youtube channel and our official website what is the website lee atbwrestling.com you can find our youtube page at youtube.com slash atbwrestling you can follow lee and i on twitter i'm at bill underscore neville and she's at wwe underscore lcm And of course, After the Bell is on Twitter at ATB Wrestling. And until next week, I'm Bill. And I'm Lee. And this has been After the Bell.